Hey, Abel, great podcast. Thanks, man. How is it going? Hey, uh, I was wondering, could you get on someone to talk about the optimal ratio of isoleucine to leucine for optimal muscle growth? No. Oh, 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 oh! But, but why not? In the Sustainable Self-Development Podcast, we are only micromanaging stuff to the extent that it's actually serving us. Alright guys, so this is SSD, Sustainable Self-Development, a podcast for people who want to get ahead in fitness and in life without driving themselves crazy. So if you want to look up a year from now and think, damn, I came a long way, but you don't want to burn out in the process as you get there, you came to the right place. We'll get into today's episode in just a second, but just want to let you know that we have an awesome community on Facebook in the form of a group which you can join, where we discuss and debate things, drop ideas debate over which person to interview for the next podcast and all that good stuff so go to facebook type in sustainable self-development or you can just check the show notes here and click the link there and you'll find the sustainable self-development facebook group and you can join also not sure where you're listening to this right now but this podcast is available on a variety of platforms itunes soundcloud podbeam and youtube you can find it on all of these platforms if you just type in sustainable self-development because luckily nobody is weird enough to name themselves in such a way except me so look me up on these places and follow the show by subscribing so that you don't miss future episodes and with that let's get into the show hey guys happy saturday evening i'm recording this on a saturday night mainly because i was going to go out tonight but then it got cancelled and i wanted to do something useful with myself but i don't particularly feel too smart at this hour of the day so i thought i might as well go ahead and record a podcast episode on a topic that was requested here and there uh, which was me doing a video of full day of eating But I was always kind of reluctant to do that because I just didn't feel that it adds a lot of value to anyone. And that still is the case to a good extent. Uh, I wouldn't like to record a video of me just eating food. I really see no benefit. And trust me, um, my meals are really not very exciting to look at. Uh, There is nothing food porn-like going on here. But I thought I might as well record a podcast episode on it because here I might have some more time elaborating on why I'm eating what I'm eating in each meal and that might actually help someone. So with that, um, keep in mind that the things I'll say here may be of help to you, but maybe it won't be. (laughs) People react to different foods and especially different macronutrient splits, at least per meal, so, so differently that you might want to structure your nutrition in the complete opposite manner. And that's why I'll try to emphasize the underlying principles behind my nutritional choices as opposed to the nutritional choices themselves per se. So uh, first things first, let's start with the first couple of things that dictate my decision making. Um, Number one, I do not track my macros. Although I would say that even if I did, my nutrition would look somewhat similar. There would be just less variation in how things are shifted around throughout the day and throughout my individual meals. So I wouldn't know how many calories I'm eating, but I would say that probably based on my body weight, it's probably just over 3,000 per day. And the fluctuations are probably as high as, you know, anywhere from 2,700 to 3,500. And I let that auto-regulate day-to-day based on appetite, activity levels, etc. cetera. Um, I found over time that I do best on a carb-based diet 
Now, when I say carb-based, I don't mean high carb, low fat, but the majority of my calories will come from carbs. Um, and over time, I found a sort of sweet spot for myself in terms of how low I can go on fat in the long term. And that's actually not very low. So I find that eating on any individual day at least 60 grams of fat is what's needed to not screw up my satiety mechanisms too much. And on average, at least around 80 grams of fat will be the best for me. It's really interesting, you know, with fat, and it's the same thing with protein, and I'll talk about that in a second. I found kind of a sweet spot for myself where my satiety is maximized. And over that, I just don't seem to get any additional satiety. But it just adds up calories needlessly. And this was even the case when I was eating a pretty high carb diet. So I was at one point, for example, eating 140 grams of fat, 150 protein, and like 350 carbs. And I was constantly like, man, I'd rather eat only 100 fat and add those 40 grams of fat calories to my carbs or even protein. So I kind of found a sweet spot here. And throughout the week, I aim for about 80 to 100 gram average in terms of fat intake. On some days, it might be as low as 60 grams. And on some other days, it might be as high as 150. And those basically only happen on days when I eat out. On the days when I'm not going out, I most typically don't eat any sort of added fat. So I don't use oils, butters, nuts, and things of that nature. But all my fat accumulates from the protein sources that I eat, such as eggs, fish. I would be inclined to say meat, but uh, that almost never happens, mainly because I'm too lazy to cook. Uh, I do eat some avocado sometimes, so I guess you could call that an added fat source. And so, yeah, fat intake falls somewhere between 80 to 100 on average. Now, again, I don't know exactly because I don't track it per se, but based on, you know, my knowledge of food, that's probably where it falls. Protein, that's the only thing that I do actively track every day loosely, and that typically falls anywhere between 150 and maybe 200 to 220. And like I said, with protein too, I kind of found a sweet spot where I feel the best. And I talked about this in the ad libitum diet series that protein is often touted as, as the most satiating macronutrient, but that this only seems to be true up to a certain point after which you're just, you're just better off eating more fibrous plant materials if you want to optimize satiety. Now, I know that there is more and more research showing less fat gain in overfeeding scenarios with high protein, etc. But there's a lot of caveats with those studies. And also you need to take into account inter-individual variability. So for myself, I found that around 170 grams of protein on average is where I feel the best, which for me, I'm about 83, 84 kilos maybe. My scale has been doing some wonky stuff lately. Uh, but to me, that's right around two grams per kg. So if we were to look at the general recommendation of 1.8 to 2.2 grams per kg of protein, I seem to fall right in the middle of that. And then carbs are really the only thing that I fully let my appetite to auto-regulate. So I have absolutely zero clue about how many grams of carbs I'm eating. But, you know, because I have a loose idea about the calories I'm taking in based on my body weight and a loosely running average of my fat intake over the course of the week and a loose idea about my protein day to day, it doesn't take a math whiz to calculate it. But, you know, the majority of my carb sources come from fruits of all kinds. I love fruit. It's so convenient, requires no preparation. It's tasty. It's nutritious. I just love everything about it. Uh, veggies, of course, less and less as my body weight has gone up. Uh, sometimes I eat some canned sweet corn and beans, usually at most like once or twice, maybe three times a week. Um, 
sometimes some sweet potatoes, usually not. I don't eat a lot of tubers because once again, I'm too lazy to cook. It's not so much that I'm lazy, but my mindset with eating is that when I get hungry, I want to eat. And when I'm not hungry, I don't want to mess around with food and mess around in the kitchen. I'd rather do other things. So I eat these carb sources and I fully let uh, their quantity to auto-regulate based on hunger and appetite. Um, I do have a say on this, of course, by virtue of choosing different carb sources. So on days when I know that I was less active, if it was a rest day or if the day prior involved eating out and I know that my calories spiked quite a bit, I will choose more satiating carb sources and I'll eat more veggies, more berries, less carb dense stuff. Um, On some days when I was very active, if I hit a killer workout, I'll throw in some rice cakes sometimes, which is convenient. That's a lot of carbs right there. It doesn't make me stuffed and bloated. So it's a good way to get in some extra carbs when I feel like I would benefit from it. And this is where a little bit of intuitiveness comes in, if you will. You know, I generally don't like this term intuitive because my nutrition is really not intuitive in the sense that there's a lot of nutritional knowledge that overhauls my general habits. But, you know, on some days when I just feel run down physically and I just feel tired, maybe slightly overreached acutely from my training session, that's often an indicator that perhaps I ate too high on the satiety scale for a while and perhaps I underate a little for a few days. So then I'll just want to replenish stuff quickly. So that's when I'll throw in some more easily digestible carb sources that will allow me to put down a fair, fair amount of calories, a fair amount of carbs without making myself look like a pregnant woman. So uh, that would be roughly it. Uh, Oh, and protein sources. I didn't talk about those. So my favorite protein sources generally are eggs, sardines, mackerel fillets. I guess that's how you pronounce them. Chicken sometimes because I can microwave it. I know it's terrible. Don't judge me. Uh, Salmon. I try to eat a kilo of salmon per week which is not very magical. I just buy a kilo at the store and I'll make sure that it's gone by the end of the week. A whey protein, I'll generally just use that when I'm in the office and I don't want to mess around with preparing food. Uh, That's the only time too when I'll eat some cheese because again, I just put it on a small plate, cut it up, scarf it down and move on. Uh, But you know, that right there will provide me with a good amount of protein and fat so it will fuel me probably until I get home. You know, in general, I just found that with almost everything in terms of quantities of things, so macronutrient amounts and proportions, I'm kind of a man of moderation, like nothing really extreme or exciting. So I do better on a higher carb diet, but not very high. I do well with a moderate amount of fat in my diet, um, a high but not very high protein intake, and even with fiber. Uh, So I don't know how much fiber I'm eating, but you know, if I chronically eat low fiber foods, um, my hunger tends to go up. I just don't feel good. But if I eat a ton of fiber, I just get bloated and feel disgusting. Uh, but I never had to go zero carb or something to, to countervail this. So what do I eat meal to meal? Well, this tends to vary a lot. Uh, it varies depending on a lot of factors, actually. Uh, appetite is one, of course. What I want and what I fancy is absolutely a factor. Uh, I do allow that to influence things because I can afford to because basically all of my food is coming from nutritious and satiating sources. Uh, But I'll tell you what would happen on a very standard day on which I don't eat out and wake and rise at pretty standard times. So on such a day, I would wake up just after 8 a.m. and uh, I would lay at least in bed, at least preferably a bit before 11 p.m. And um, I would put down the stuff that I'm reading 
a little bit before midnight. So that would be kind of my sleep-awake cycle from midnight to 8 a.m. And I basically almost always eat three to four meals a day. I really think that that's kind of the best meal frequency in general for most people, and it certainly is for me. I talked about it in the second part of the intuitive eating episode series as to why that is the case. Four meals is actually more common for me. Three meals will happen more commonly on days when something is going on, such as a social event or if I'm just going from one place to the other all day. And basically, each of the meals that I'm eating have a bit of a different purpose behind it, besides the obvious things, such as, you know, quenching my hunger or cause myself some sensory pleasure. But basically, the role of my first meal is to keep me going and to not experience an energy dip in the morning and to prevent myself uh, to just get kind of food preoccupied, which would tap into my productivity, which I'll touch on in a second. The second meal's role is to basically not screw things up where I would just get sleepy and just be useless for the next one or two hours afterwards. And then the third and fourth meal is where there is the most amount of variance in terms of what's going on for the rest of the day. Uh, So I guess I'll just go over these meals one by one. So first meal will typically take place somewhere between 10 to 11 a.m. And you know, again, it's really interesting that I tried intermittent fasting protocols in the past where I would eat my first meal at four, five, six, even eight hours after waking. So in the case of an 8 a.m. waking time, I would have broken my fast at maybe noon, 2 p.m., even at 4 p.m. And you know, I can make all of those work if I want, but I find that I just get my first spike of hunger right in that 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. window. And if it's a standard day when nothing out of the ordinary is going on, then I will eat something right there. And I will not try to work through that or suppress my hunger with coffee or water or whatever. I just found that it generally is not worth it. I tried before to establish an eating pattern where I would have my first meal later, but I find that if I don't eat in that 10 to 11 a.m. window, then this nagging hunger and slight food preoccupation just builds up almost as this nagging background noise, and it detracts from other things that I would want to do. So I'll have my first meal right there, and it serves as a really nice boost for me that just allows me to be more focused on whatever I'm doing. And then I'm basically good to go till the early afternoon, and I'd say that this first meal is one which I almost can't seem to screw up. It seems like almost irrespective of what I'm eating here, it just makes me feel nice and energized. I almost never get sleepy after this meal. The only thing that I could see that it could potentially screw me over would be some easily digesting high glycemic carb source like rice cakes or something. But I can't think of the last time I ate something like that, so I wouldn't really know. Um, but what I like having the most in this meal is a moderate amount of fat and a moderate amount of carbs and you know the standard 30 to 40 grams of protein that most of us tend to get in a meal. So it could be something like three eggs and some additional protein with that in the form of whey and some fruits, for example. That's actually a pretty staple meal. Um, meal two is, like I said, usually about not screwing myself over too much. So what I try to avoid here is eating something with a lot of fiber and a lot of hard digesting protein source, such as meat, which will just make me sleepy as hell. So as such, I'll either have something similar to what I ate in meal one, or when I'm in the office, for example, I'll literally just slam down a protein shake and that's it. Uh, maybe I'll have an apple with it or something, or I'll eat a piece of cheese. To, uh, to be honest, 
I really hate eating in environments like this where people are running up and down around me and, you know, you can't even sit down to eat your meal in peace. So in that case, I just have the mindset of, okay, what's the fastest way I can get myself non-hungry and get on with my day? And then meal three, that will typically happen sometime in the late afternoon, so three or four hours after my, my second meal or my previous meal, which is when I need to make a strong point to not fuck myself over once again. So when I got home from the office, for example, and all I had was just some protein that I nibbled on, I'm kind of in T-Rex mode and I just want to eat something high fiber, high protein, which is fine. But here it is really critical and it became very critical over time for me to really focus on my food, eat mindfully and don't allow myself to get distracted by putting in some video or playing something in the meanwhile or listen to a podcast or anything like that. Those things just screw me over in a heartbeat because I get less sensitive to stomach signals and after essentially a whole day of not having had a decent meal, it's easy for me to just put down a massive meal in one sitting. And then for the next two hours, potentially, I'm just completely useless. And ideally, I'd want to do something creative in nature often in the evening. So if I put down whatever, like two kilos of food in one sitting, which I can easily do if I'm hungry, then that's probably not going to happen. So, uh, but at any rate, my meal then is usually a moderate amount of fat again, um, you know, I don't know how much exactly, but potentially up to maybe 30 grams. It depends on how much fat I had during the day. And, uh, you know, a good amount of protein, maybe 30 to 60 grams, and a good amount of fruits and veggies, plus occasionally the extra carb source that I'll throw in there, depending on how active I was, whether I worked out, etc. And in my last meal, which I'll have another meal if uh, I finished this previous meal before like 6 p.m. or something, that will typically be just some extra protein to make up for my daily total and some carbs typically. Uh, what I do try to pay attention in my last meal is that I don't have a ton of fiber because if I have too much of that close to bedtime, it just tends to cause me indigestion and just makes it difficult for me to sleep properly. Typically, it will uh, kind of just wake me up in the middle of the night and cause me discomfort. And another important thing is that I try to pay attention to not eat within like two or three hours of going to bed. So I found here once again that I have a sweet spot. So I tried multiple times here to eat right before going to bed. And I also tried having maybe a four hour gap between my last meal and going to bed. And I find that eating too close to bedtime, so within maybe two hours, tends to make me uncomfortable but if I have my last meal like four hours before bed, then I just have kind of an empty stomach when I would try to fall asleep. And that makes it kind of trickier to fall asleep. Uh, once I'm asleep, I actually tend to sleep just fine with an empty stomach. But to actually fall asleep is a little bit trickier. So that is my daily nutrition. Uh, basically, it's very simple. It's very basic in terms of food choices. But in that regard, I'm a very simple man with simple needs. Uh, and I guess... That's why I didn't make a video on this because you can imagine showing you all of this in a video would be boring as hell. A few other things which might be interesting to you in terms of workout nutrition. I almost always have something within an hour before or after my workout. And I make sure that it falls within at most like a six hour feeding window. So sometimes I have some meal right before training and then I don't have anything for a couple of hours afterwards. Sometimes it's the other way around and I hit my workout with a relatively empty stomach and then have something right after. I basically let life dictate my decision-making here and I don't stress over this too much. 
Another thing which might be interesting to you is what I do when I go out to eat or when I'm having some drinks with my friends. So when I eat out, I basically pile up on red meat <laughs> because that's the thing that I miss the most in my day-to-day -day nutrition because I don't eat it too much. So when I go out to eat, I usually just flip through the menu, find the biggest meat platter type of dish they have and order that. And I also welcome everything that comes with it. So if they have some cheese-filled stuff or if they have some bacon on it, that's welcome too. And to be honest, I don't care for much else. If they have some potatoes of any kind with it, so it could be fries or it could be just roasted or baked potato wedges, that's also very much welcomed. And I never, basically I never get desserts because that's the only thing that kind of almost... Um, always detracts from the enjoyment of my meal because it just ramps up my cravings and it doesn't satisfy me. So typically I'll just go for a lot of meat with anywhere from one to three glasses of red wine typically. And honestly, that's what I want. So even if I go to some Italian restaurant and I eat some pizza or something, I'm like, eh, this is kind of nice, but I'd rather eat a steak or something. And uh, speaking of wine, by the way, when I go out for drinks, um, then my standard drink of choice these days is a type of spirit that's kind of traditional here in Macedonia called rakia and one or two glasses of dry white wine. And, you know, over time, I got so sensitive to alcohol as I got into this fitness lifestyle thing that two drinks makes me feel pretty damn funny. So <laughs> I rarely have more than two drinks a night. Uh, sometimes I have three, but usually not. So, you know, don't hate me. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, not really. I think that's it. My nutrition is really very simple. I eat foods that I like and that satisfy me. And if there comes time to go out to eat or if I'm invited for a dinner or a lunch, I almost always say yes to it. I basically never pull out from any of these simply because they don't have happened that frequently that it would be necessary. You know, if it happened like every other day, then I would have to be more selective a bit more as to which ones I'm going to, or if I'm going to them, I would have to come up with some special strategy. But these days, these things happen like maybe once a week. So when I'm going to there, I'll enjoy myself within at least some reason. Uh, the only types of stuff that I'm saying no to are the instances where someone is politely offering me a cookie or something in the office. It's like, no, like, why would I eat a cookie just for the sake of eating a cookie? And, you know, I talked about this before that I use these non-body composition friendly foods as a vehicle for connecting with other people. And when I see that opportunity, then I'll say yes to them. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And when I want to cut or bulk, I simply make my diet more dominant in certain things and less dominant in others. So if I'm on a cut, I'll simply decrease the average energy density of my diet. And if I want to bulk, I'll do the opposite. Uh, I'll simply include more things that are lower in fiber, higher in carbs and fats. And that way, basically, I can always have more or less the same degree of fullness during my meals, but my energy intake can differ. So guys, uh, that is my daily nutrition and even weekly nutrition. So we took it a step further. Hopefully this was somewhat interesting. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a comment and subscribe if you watch this on YouTube. If you listen to this on iTunes, please leave a rating to help this stuff grow. SoundCloud and Podbeam, you can just follow me to be notified on future episodes. And to be a contributing member of this podcast, join the Sustainable Self-Development Facebook group where you can drop ideas about future podcasts. I very often ask my listeners for tips and advice on who 
to get on next. So if you're interested in getting into discussions like that, be sure to join the Facebook group. And if you don't want to go through the searching process, just click one of those links in the show notes slash video description. It is all there. All right. Thanks for hanging around up until now and see you next time.